0: mini <laughs> mini city The Post goals one, three, one, three. The People's Pitch Podcast. Brought to you by Summit Brinkham.
1: Has the holiday fever hit you yet? Yes. I'm your gracious host, Nate. And once again, I am blessed, hashtag blessed, to entertain those who can tolerate me on the airwaves on another episode of the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. Alongside me, as always, uh, the soccer elf on the shelf,
0: <laughs> keeping
1: me honest <laughs> on a weekly basis, is the John Bizworm. John, how are things, and have you had your fill of instigating uh, all of the garbage teams on Twitter after last week's big, big announcement?
2: I mean, things are good, Nate. Um, no, I haven't had my fill. I'm. I'm uh, it's like a, I'm, I'm like a trucker on a bunch of amphetamines. I just won't sleep. I just constantly <laughs> go with them. But it's really funny you made the elf on the shelf comment because I'm currently in the process of, uh, or I was in the process of finding uh, a white elephant gift for work, and uh, in my my search, I found the Jewish alternative to elf on the shelf.
1: What is a Jewish elf on the shelf? It's called the mench on a bench. No <laughs> <laughs> mench on a bench. Yep. That's great.
2: Yep. And then there's an alternative for female, uh, Jews called, uh, Hanukkah, Hannah, the Hanukkah hero. And it, oh, okay. They, yeah. So we we'll, we have one elf. They have, uh, the mench and then, uh, the hero of Hanukkah, Hannah. So, uh, <laughs> That's pretty awesome. But anyways, yes, I'm I'm So did so, you buy it? Uh, I did not buy it. Um oh. I didn't know how that would go over seeing that I work for a Irish Catholic. Um so I figured uh maybe maybe let, maybe let that one slide this
1: this year. <laughs> and the creative directors are practicing Muslim.
2: Yeah, right, exactly. So, you know, I figured, figured play play the room, yep. you know, speak speak to your audience and uh I went with uh with an alternative which I, I can't uh, I can't disclose in case anyone's listening, but I, I will tell you uh, what I got in a, in, a, in a future episode.
1: Oh, OK, can't wait. So, John, <laughs> obviously, the, <laughs> with uh, Christmas parties and all that, the holidays, they are upon us. And I uh, tell you what, have we got a holiday special for the ages for our listeners? Uh, it's going to be like it's a wonderful life. And the Ewok Holiday Special all rolled into (laughs) one.
2: Of course you have a Star Wars reference, nerd. Yep.
1: There is is no Ewok Holiday Special, but I wish there was. Uh, Soccer is a gift, John. We say it all the time. And we are going to celebrate gifts and giving uh, for the next few minutes, the next hour or so. Uh, We're going to talk about the gift that keeps on giving. uh, The notable things that are going on in the aftermath of our announcement that we're joining the NPSL next year. And uh, because soccer is a gift, we're going to talk about our favorite gifts from our first year as a team. What gifts were given, what gifts were received this past year that made the list? You'll have to find out later. And, of course, we're going to be stuffing your stockings with the gift of Steve. Steve is in the studio talking to John, our favorite, Ian Smith.
2: So, Nate, as we all know, we we totally broke the Internet a bit uh, when we announced (laughs) that we'd be moving from the PLA to the MPSL. So what kind of stood out um, as far as reactions were concerned for you? Before I kind of get into to my own stuff,
1: yeah. So you know, we had an interesting. uh, Well, you of course knew ahead of time, and and the 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 listeners should know that I did too because we had to record that podcast the night before. So once the news came down and we we threw this we threw that episode together, um, I really I really enjoyed watching the Twitter chatter. Leading up to the announcement, like just logging on on my tweet deck at work and watching, uh, watching, all, watching my feed. It was like watching a herd of nervous antelope on like a nature special. You know, like <laughs> there's there's the anticipatory shot of them all kind of by the watering hole and one or two would have their ears up and they'd be looking behind the trees. But it's like the wrong trees because the lion's like right behind him the whole time. Like they knew that shit is going to was going to go down. But no one on Twitter was really know when the lion was going to strike or which, which antelope he would get. Um, it, it really gave me a good insight into the world of speculative sports journalism. Yeah. Because I think all day there were just all these random blogs that would be posting all these all these updates. Sources say, you know, all this. And it was all so far off base.
2: See, I, I kind of, like, thought something similar. But instead of antelope, it was just the comic book guy from The Simpsons, like, waiting <laughs> for, like – the leaked, the leaked script of the next, um, you know, like, action hero movie to come out. And, like, yeah. just the con- like knowing what, what was coming down, just seeing how, how just ridiculous some of these people were and what they were saying. And, you know, like, who are your sources? You know, like,
1: come on. really? Like- <laughs> well, I think that, like, throughout the day, even by, like, 10 or 11 a.m., pretty much every team in the region had been listed as either joining the PLA, leaving the PLA for the NPSL or uh you know in talks with you with usl all these things like all these teams that had didn't exist yet were being announced and people were like like uh who the med city team everyone was like what's this is this the new pla team is this the new npsl team nobody had any information and it was it was hilarious to watch and already knowing what was going on i kind of felt like a member of the the illuminati <laughs> like just like watching all the all of the the plebes just kind of go about their business while I was in my ivory Twitter tower.
2: It was just funny it, overall. Just like, you know, like I, I can't I can't speak for everyone else, but it's like, go back to work. Like, <laughs> like come on. Like, I, of course I was watching it, and so were you. But it's just like, don't you have anything better to do than to sit around and speculate whether a fourth division U.S. soccer team is moving divisions? Like, come on, guys. Like, but anyways. The buzz was high.
1: The <laughs> buzz was high, and I think it also showed that the league that we're joining really has some catching up to do when it comes to their Twitter game, because when we, when the announcement was made and we started tweeting, uh, it just got real ugly real fast. Yeah, absolutely. But what about you, man? What stood out to you?
2: Um, you know, two, two things, um, definitely twofold. The first one is haters going to hate, man. They hate us because they ain't us. Um, you know, people went right after us and I think it it kind of was a culmination of a few things. People pick on us because they want to be us, I think. And it's not like trying to be like, you know, super conceited about it, but it's like, you know, there's a group of individuals that that in us that have started something that's our own. Um, we have simple rules, um, you know. People see that we have a ton of fun in what we do, whether it be on Twitter or they come to a match, which we'll talk about later. Um, and, and and we don't care what everyone else thinks. Yeah. Um, and they don't have that. So sports, as we know, are like so boring. Like look at the Twitter feed or even like go to like a professional sporting event. It's like, oh, there's a T-shirt cannon. Yay. You know, like that, that's the cool <laughs> thing. You know, it's just like. Like there's some intern behind a desk, like thinking up of ways that they can excite people about a team, and you're like, it's just a game. Like have fun, like watching and playing the game. Um, and and we take things obviously way over the top. You know, we we broke that mold and we attack people on Twitter. Um, we can dish it out as much as we can take it. We wear pink jerseys. We started a throwback program in our first year, which was our number <laughs> one selling thing of all time, if you can call that, in one year, Um, you know, and um, we showed that if you have your own voice and you you offer this level of transparency, you will attract those that are like-minded and have a real blast doing it, and I think people are a little jealous because of that. The second thing I think is U.S. soccer is weird and full of, like, weird people, especially in, like, the lower-tier atmosphere. Um, you know, th- they all think they have this like golden ticket of like how things should be done. And let's face it, there is no script to follow. We talked mm-hmm. about it multiple times. Like we didn't even know like how much it was going to cost to like do this or we didn't know like what we should, you know, who's going to do the shirt laundry and you know, like how many interns do we need? Like, oh my God, we need a ticket counter, like things that we didn't, didn't <laughs> think about, you know? So, so there these people have this like perceived notion of what it takes um, to be a player in this game at this level. Um, And it's one that we're told kind of from the top down as a recipe for success, but then we're like fighting that recipe. So it's like, we just made it our own and, and took this weird kind of like wild west. Like we talk about thing and and just, we're like, all right, you know what? You're going to do your thing and we're going to do our thing and we're going to be like perfectly happy with it. And like us or not, like you, you're more than welcome to join us, become a member, have a voice, or just kind of piss off and let us do yeah. our thing. You know.
1: Well, it's something that's so. You're right that it's something so strange to people. It's something so foreign to them. Even, um, you know, as an example, as a metaphor to the whole thing was our choice of our logo. That there were so many nerds on the internet who were just like. Man, it's not a traditional crest and where's the shield and where's you know, like There's you no don't bird. need a, you don't need a, <laughs> yeah, you don't need a quartered shield with a goddamn bird on it and a, and a sword and some sort of a flower at the bottom. Like it's just soccer, like have fun. That's why I love that team in Delaware bear fight FC. Yeah. Like they're, they're like another, another soccer team that just gives zero fucks. That is just, <laughs> just going to like, you know what? We just want to play and we want to have fun and we want to, you know, we're born from a group of fans and that's a, uh, you know, some people just don't get that. They think that it all has to be so old and stuffy, and and you know, so steeped in tradition, like uh, you know, like every other club across the pond.
2: Right, and it's so I think that it's like take what we've done and, and replicate it, make it your own. If if it's if it's the script that you want, or come up with your own playbook. You know, like just do your own thing and stop being a freaking lemming. You know, like <laughs> it, just, it just it baffles me. It's like. I had a conversation today with uh with you know some some people close to the, the club, and I was just like, What price do we pay for being honest and just like not caring and it's like the price that we pay for that is that is popularity it's like people like like us they're like yeah, you know, and it's, it's a simple thing it's like we like all the gifts you put on Twitter that has nothing to do with how many goals we're scoring against some team or how success, successful we are you know
1: no it's it's on some levels, we are a uh, a viral success first, and a success on the field second. Right. Which I think is is funny, and like we said, is going to really take the NPSL by storm because you know our our Twitter situation is so uh, off the charts compared to them.
2: Right, right, and we'll get into a little bit of that when we talk about our gifts.
1: Yeah, later. So let's speaking of gifts, man. Um, you know all. the – I've been wrapping my presents for my family. I'm sure you have, too. No, nope, uh, I haven't done any. Nope. Oh, <laughs> dude, oh, come on. you got to catch up. you only got a few days.
2: Uh, I'll be all right. <laughs> uh,
1: but, you know, just you and I, in planning this show, we've been thinking about how this last year has really been a gift, and, and it got me thinking about how many amazing things we were uh, hashtag blessed to have witnessed and done. So I want to start with you. What are your favorite gifts that uh, we have gotten this last year?
2: Well, it uh, it would be weird if I had an even number, so I'm gonna go with an odd number, um, and I'm gonna go with three things. Um, And you know, we have a lot to be thankful for, uh, and the three things that we received um, when they were unwrapped that really stuck with me um, throughout the year, and and will continue to you know stick with me. And I think the first one is the introduction of the soccer Yoda. Um, we were kind of, when we were getting this thing off the ground, um, our head coach at the time, uh, Coach Kicker, introduced me to a person whom he said was, this guy is the right type of person to latch on to. Um, he's the person who, who gets the game at a high level um, but has an attitude that's, like, super infectious. And the per- that person was Associate Head Coach Jeremy E. Wascovich. Uh Definitely got that right, I think. Um <laughs> But Coach Jeremy, we you know, we joke about his funny, over-the-top positivity, um, you know, and just being like, soccer's soccer's weird and things are going to happen, but we have to embrace it and it's going to be awesome. Everyone, everyone hop on board. I'm going to drive us to the next thing, you know, like, and you're just like, yeah, what that guy said, um, <laughs> you know, and then we rally around this notion of soccer is a gift. We've said it so many times. Um, but how true is that, right? Like... None of this would have ever happened without a game. Um, the relationships we made um, as a supporter-owned soccer club, the doors that it opened for all of us within the game, and the opportunity for us to uh, that afforded us to build something of our own. And, and that simple statement to me has been like this huge um, first-year north star that I like constantly go back to. Like, and you know, a player will, will text me and say like, you know, what? Uh, I can't wait to to get into training in January, and then finish that with signing off with the emojis of soccer and a present. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's it's like our thing, you know, it's like our rallying cry, like soccer's a gift. We're a bunch of soccer weirdos and we just love the game. So we definitely have to thank uh, coach Jeremy for that one. And uh, you know, it's something that I think that will will stick to us moving forward. Um, The second thing is the citizens, our supporters group, which truly were a gift. If you look at like their, their, you know, uh, conception, it was, it kind of fell into our lap. They, they started on their own out of just curiosity of this thing we were doing and, and they gave us a voice. Um, and it wasn't a scripted voice. Like some supporters groups are where you're like, this is what you have to say. And this is what you can't say. Yeah. I mean, we talked about how we had our bumps in the road, like with our, our teachable moments, you know, back in the day, that seems like forever ago. Right. Um, yeah. But um, we didn't tell them, like, don't be you, um, you know, be yourselves and, and make this your your own thing. And and when I did my exit interviews with the players, I, I'm hard pressed to find one of them that didn't consistently say of the major takeaways from the year was how these these people who didn't know them from gym off the street, sang songs about them, you know, took pictures with them after the game, pat them on the back after after a win and console them after a loss and would even point them out in public and treat them like a local celebrity. Like, Hey, you know, it's, it's AJ. Like, what's up, man? How you doing? And, and, you know, I'm sure I can only imagine what AJ was thinking in his mind. Like who the hell is this guy or girl, you know, like, um, (laughs) but you know, the, the support, um, just showed that what we, what we, um, you know, what can be given by the fans to the players, um, was kind of, in their own crazy way, like really important to these guys, and and that helped them on the field. And uh, I thought that was that was pretty pretty interesting thing, and, and, and another gift that I think that um, that we gave to to our individual players. And then the third thing, you know, break out the Kleenex box, folks. Um, but our podcasts, like weekly, we got we got a chance to sit down and digest what happened uh, the week prior. Uh, look forward to the week ahead and just to talk soccer and like we made it our own thing you know you can listen to like so many podcasts about soccer all over the all over the internet and you know you can find one that's speaks to you or the team that you support and half of them are like totally done on a budget and like you and I are on online like researching the best microphone to use and you know (laughs) and like for me starting this and inviting you to be part of it with me was awesome because like I could sit and talk about soccer all day and I have my own unique perspective of it, but it gives me a chance to like show you a totally different side of soccer and to like answer your questions and like explain to you like what this might mean and help educate you so that you can go educate someone else on it and just kind of spread that, you know, throughout the our our little soccer community and the connections we have, you know, and, and even as simple as like, your interactions with, you know, your you know going with Olin to his soccer stuff. Like, I, I hope that you feel like, look at that boner over there. He has no idea what he's talking about. I I <laughs> I maybe used to be that boner, but yep. not, but now I'm not that boner. I'm educated.
1: <laughs> and well, it's all and the best for part, the podcast yeah, and the best part about it is I think like that that learning relationship and that kind of give and take and that discussion that's always occurring like, isn't just for my sake, like everyone else that's along for the ride can also educate themselves through, you know, through, through that process is, you know, if you, maybe you don't know a whole ton about what the, you know, what, what the strategies would be on the field, or maybe you don't know a ton about how, you know, about the, about the PLA in general, or now, now the NPSL, well, we're gonna, we're gonna get you there one way or the other, whether it's John explaining it to me, or it's us all learning in one, uh, in one boat together.
2: Yeah, and it's kind of a another thing to show that like we've we've built this this thing our own way and mm-hmm. we're totally okay with being critical of our of ourselves, of our organization, of our, our players, our supporters, our the league we're in, the opponents we play against. Like we don't really care. We're gonna we're just gonna say what we wanna say.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I also have three things uh, funny how those things, how that works out. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, so much of this last year has, has felt like has been a, has been a great gift, but really one of the things I want to, I want to touch on is that Minneapolis city has really given me a stronger connection to my community, to Minneapolis. I know I've lived in Minneapolis probably, I can, I can't even, well, I've always, I've grew, I grew up, grew up in the area. I've lived in Minneapolis for probably 10 to 12 years. Uh, Minneapolis proper and it really like this real pride in a local team connects me to the community as a whole in a way that I hadn't really experienced before mm-hmm. um, mostly you know you get to know so many awesome fans at the games you get to know the players and the local kids that grew up around here and that went to sc- the high school just down the road and their parents and they're excited to come and it's all just by just by virtue of being a jerk with a mic which is pretty great <laughs> like like Minneapolis is a is a really big city, but Minneapolis city feels like like a neighborhood team, and it's um, you know from someone who's lived in Uptown and lived in Northeast and lived in lived in North that uh, you know it really doesn't. It's it's the first time I've really felt like the whole city, even the whole metro area, is one big neighborhood. Um, like so many so many cutesy little designers like work their whole careers to like bottle up this pride that we feel about. Minneapolis and about the area, and 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 try to put it on like a cute little t-shirt with a couple of crossed oars and maybe like a little deer or something. And we do it with just like four letters and a crow. And <laughs> you know, I can wear my Minneapolis city t-shirt out and just know that like there's something behind this that's not just like a graphic element or some sort of a design element. You know, it's like this is there's a real connection to to where I live, and it it really uh, it really enriches my my life here in Minneapolis, which I, which I'm grateful for.
2: Well, I think the, I think uh, the, the thing that I can sprinkle on top of that, that, that I saw with a sense of community too, is that like, you talked about like wearing your shirt out, out on, on the town and like, kind of flying your colors. Like we're a, like we're a biker gang or something. Like (laughs) the sons of anarchy, you know, Uh but you see someone else wearing like a, some city gear and you're like, Hey, What's up, man? Or, hey, how's it going, lady? You know, like, you you strike up a conversation with them, and you're like, oh, you're a City fan? And you either get the answer of, like, no, I just bought a cool T-shirt because I like Minneapolis, or you get, like, yeah, like, you know, I'm a season ticket holder, and, like, I didn't really know what to expect, but, like, it's been great, or, like... You know, my kid plays for the team and you're like, oh, which which one? And, you know, like it, you're you're right that that sense of community. And I think we're we kind of all rally around it. And it's only been in the first year, you know, and like, yeah. it, it can only get stronger. And we hope it gets stronger so that we have more people come to our games. But um, <laughs> but you're right. It, it's it's that that pride that people have.
1: Uh, so the second thing I, I wanted to say that I, I feel is a, a gift are these great experiences that that we've had, both myself and Mindy traveling to Milwaukee and Cedar Rapids. And then of course my trip to Madison with you and seeing how, (laughs) seeing how soccer comes to life on game day and being able to kind of bring our unique brand of fandom throughout the Midwest, but also that Minneapolis city was, was a great, um, a great centerpiece to, to some really fun times away from, away from home, being able to kind of get out and spend time with you as my friend or spend time with, with, with Mindy as my, as my fiance. And, and I think that's been, that's been really great. And it's something that, you don't just kind of stumble upon you usually as a couple have to really try to cultivate that and find like, you know, plan your, plan your weekend away when really we're just like, Hey, fuck it. Let's just go and watch some soccer in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. And it turned (laughs) out to be a pretty fun trip, you know, or that's like, that's like bro weekend trips that you take that like, you gotta, like you said, you can't get together with your, with your boys from college, but maybe once a year. Right. And here we are, lucky that we can just like jump in a car and head to Madison and have a great time with a bunch of idiots—just
2: two dudes wearing pink during Pride weekend. <laughs> Listening to fish. <laughs> Listening to fish.
1: <laughs>
2: can't script. And, can't script a better story.
1: And of course, the podcast—you uh, know—you had to seal my answer, but <laughs> it's really given me—you know—I feel like it's given me a really great opportunity to develop as a as a soccer fan, as of course, as a great soccer mind. And it's really gotten me way more excited about about the game than really any number of years watching you know BPL on NBC Sports or playing FIFA could. And really, I wouldn't be here without without you, John. Uh. And that's where you cue the Kleenex. Like, it's really really appreciate that you you asked me to uh, join you on this podcast as as goofy and weird and sometimes slapdash as it is. I think uh, you know it seems like people really respond to it, and hopefully people like it. And if not, you know, it's fine with me because you know, I'm just sitting here talking to him. I'm just a jerk with a mic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, it, it's funny, you know, if you remember back to, like, when we kind of started every, all this uh, as far as the podcast goes, it's like I just walk into, you know, Chairman Dan's office, you know, spoiler alert, we work together in real life, and I was like, hey, man, we should start a podcast. And he's like, well, who's going to do it? And he's just, like, super stressed out about, like, a feel we need to rent yeah, she's you know? thinking like
1: shit what else do I have to do?
2: And I was like, we should do a podcast. He's like, Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Who's gonna do it? And I was like, Well I'm gonna do it. And he and he's like, Okay, well like who who are you gonna do it with? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, what about Nate Morales? And he's like, Does Nate know anything about soccer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Hey, I won our fantasy
1: soccer league. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm sure he does. <laughs> Let me talk to him. And then I remember I contact you, I was like, hey I'm thinking about doing a podcast for, for city. Cause you had already, you know, we'd already talked and you were like, yeah, you know, like I think I'm going to come out and it'd be a great thing for the family. And, and I was like, yeah, you know, it'd be awesome. Thanks. Buy, buy a ticket. Um, and then to be like, Hey, you want to do this podcast with me? And then you're like, yeah, that'd be fun. you know like, what do we need to do? And then I go home and I'm like sending you text <laughs> pictures of microphones and like,
1: you're like, shit, what do we need to do? <laughs>
2: which is like everything that we do it's like oh good idea how do we do that yep. um but it was just it's just funny how like even it, like I went down memory lane I'm not going to lie and I listened to a couple of our first episodes and I was like how far we've come we have like a sweet intro and we have a house band and yep. you know it's like a couple months ago this was like just uh, me going into Dan's office and bugging him about something that he didn't give two shits about <laughs> and, and now it's like who are you having on the podcast this week? When's it going to be out? When can I start promoting it? And it's now like our thing, you know, and, and and we get like 1500 people listening to our show through iTunes and through downloading directly on our website on average, um, throughout so far, you know, that's a lot of people, um, you know, and it's awesome. And I I can only think back to that moment of like, great. What are we going to, how are we going to do this?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, and this might be, might be in bad form, <clears throat> but I think we, we gave a lot of great gifts to this world last year as well. So I wanted to, you know, the obvious thing as we're talking about uh, being the gift of a, of a kick-ass podcast about a kick-ass supporter-owned team. But what other gifts did City give to the world that you're really pumped about this year?
2: Well, I have three of them. Weird. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> couldn't f- have planned it better
2: couldn't have planned it better um, so the first one for sure is you know one on the list is NPSL you are welcome for us elevating your Twitter game I mean it's not good um, y- you know the <laughs> league itself couldn't have asked for a better compliment to the Detroit City crazy band of diehard fans that are like super ultra than to have us who's like maybe a little bit of an instigator um, or sometimes a full-blown instigator, um, but also someone who can back it up and who can take it, you know? And it's like, okay, you know, like, we're going to have this, like, one-to-one connection directly with the people that we either play against or that we could potentially play against, and it's like, you know, screw it. We're just going to do it, you know? So uh, you're welcome for that. Um, but in all seriousness, you know, we, we're we giving the MPSL something and in, in accepting us into their community, That they'll either be really proud of aligning themselves with us, or they're gonna be like the the, you know the slightly disappointed and embarrassed parent who just shakes their head and when we pull our antics and kind of regret the decision. Um, You know, like what, what what do we get ourselves into?
1: Yeah, well, you know what I think they should be proud to align themselves with us because when you think about all the expansion they're doing this year for this next year, and all of the all the teams are kind of bringing you know, under their, into their fold that how many of those teams are really going to elevate their brand or are really going to get the name out of what NPSL is about and really be a, sh- a shining example or any example really, uh, for them to kind of point, point at and say, Hey, cease, we're doing something great in all corners of the, of the country. You know, they can point to Detroit, maybe they can point to Cincinnati, but when it's like, even look at this crazy personality that we have in Minneapolis and, uh, <laughs> you know, to your point about how, you know, the Twitter game is is poor and we've kind of talked about this, like the best part about this last week and kind of getting to know the other teams on Twitter is that like you've got a team like Aris and Lacrosse that hasn't tweeted in like two years and, and you've got hashtag Mitch and, and the guys like beating down their door for just some response. <laughs> like, please, please play with us and, and then you've got like the super nice guys in vslt who are like tweeting in broken english like offering to make everyone tacos at the games which i think is what you know you can't argue with that and then duluth is like tweeting out these like weak ass insults to everyone like there's some angry mormon who like never learned how to rip on anyone i think i think the the the, the environment is ripe for us to kind of step in and uh and really show everyone what's up
2: yeah, so I guess overall, to sum that up, you're welcome, MP- uh, M yeah. P S L. You know, we we'll, we're we're here for you as long as uh, yeah. as long as you'll have us. Um, the second thing I have, um, you know, it, it sounds a little cliche, but um, the players, um, we you know, we gave these guys the opportunity to play at an elevated level, which I think was one A on our on our mission list when we started things. Be, um, you know, just slightly ahead of. The community-focused thing because we needed to have something for the community to rally around. Um, but for the college guys, we created a space for them to kind of keep sharp or, or prepare for a college season. And then for the older guys, we really gave them a shot at keeping the game they used to play at a high level at a high level in their life. Um, and, and with this mix, we also gave these guys a chance to live what we've called the professionally amateur lifestyle. And I think it's really important, um, you know, to to note that, you know, we we created this thing and and without the guys we've brought in like we don't have anyone on our roster who you're like man I can't stand that guy or you know that guy's a great player but you know any one of things his attitude's poor or you know he's not a good teammate you know we, we, we've, we've mixed this, these different um, guys at different stages of their life um, in the game and out of the game together and it's been a really easy cohesion like that you know it's uh it was it's like flex seal (laughs)
1: well you've been watching too many menards commercials man i mean what are you even talking about
2: (laughs) you know flex seal you can (laughs) spray it on a screen door and create a boat out of it you know
1: like (laughs) you can you can paint it on your chair and (laughs) you're right float down the river what (laughs) yep you you can dip your
2: tools in it and you have a nice rubbery grip you know we we have a very good bond with these guys is I guess what I'm saying um (laughs) so the last thing I have um and you know we talked a little bit about it in our our bro trip but is our 3-2 win at Madison and it starts off the day with just shit hitting the fan with our coach unable to make it last minute. Um, nine guys committed to going. It was a busy weekend for guys, and it wasn't like people like completely just bailed on us, but it was more so like guys had other commitments. You know, we 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 band together. We pull Sam Forsgren, you know, off the tarmac at <laughs> MSP uh, International, coming from the Euros, who hasn't even played a minute with us. Pull him off. Ends up scoring two goals and setting up the third. Um, you know to to win to to beat these guys. We pissed them off at our home game by it, uh, and they were total dicks about it um, to us by a total miscommunication with the park and rec department that we were going to have a game that day. So they had to like change at the Y and like walk down like three blocks of the stadium, and we didn't have you know the. Um, concessions weren't open and it's like,
1: yeah, cause the shed wasn't open. The
2: shed's not open. And it's just like everything that could have gone wrong by like simple miscommunication did when those guys were in a town and they, it pissed them off, but they, they gave us an apology and we took that apology when we were there. Um, but their captain came over to us and apologized for how they acted. And then we just completely embarrassed them with a shorthanded team at their home field, no better way to be like, oh, thanks for the apology. We're going to kick your ass with the 11 players we brought. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, to top it all off, the fans that traveled got like an edge of their seat performance. Like, I think possibly probably the one of the most exciting games that we had all year, back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, we score, they score two, you know, they score again. You know, they, they, they tie it up. You know, we come back and we win it, you know, close to the death. Um, and then you have – I mean, it, it, the list kind of goes on and on. I, I, a couple more things, and I, I promise I'll stop talking about it. But you sat on the bench with us, with Jeremy and I, drinking beer, like heckling other play, <laughs> the players on the other team. And then we have, like, Dan, who is our chairman and our emergency, like, 35-year-old super sub who, like, may have to go in and play, like, up top or, like, center back or <laughs> – it could be if, anywhere if God forbid the the challenge that that Matt elder took like takes him down you know Dan goes in and has to has to play in goal and you know says to us like I'm ready to go in and stop a penalty you know like <laughs> you know, like what was that and then suck at Madison and the crypt keeper you call the head coach you know um have fun at the bottom of the table again next year um but seriously for reals, awesome beer garden. I, I encourage anyone who's listening to take up a game in Madison. It's, it's a cool city to visit. Um, their team may suck. Um, their coach may be weird and old, um, but their beer garden's awesome.
1: Yeah. There's that nice little area kind of uh, where the end zone is really in that stadium that they just set up a sweet platform and a nice bar and they just served local brews, which was impressive.
2: Yeah, it was, but can't uh, be mad at
1: that. Either way, three two win to the good guys. Yeah, we'll take it. That is a gift. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I am. People have told me that I'm a giver. You know, that's for sure. So I'm going to talk about my favorite gifts that I that we have given to the planet. Um, and the first of these is kind of goes back to day one, almost day one of the podcast for sure, when we talked to Trent. And I think that one of the one of the gifts that we've given to the soccer world is some real mind blowing design and branding. I mean when we had Trent on uh, onwards, like the logo has turned heads and we really never stopped snapping those necks with shirts, cool graphics, kits, scarves. And then, you know, you add in Dustin and his work with talisman caps, uh, you know, coming to the games and kind of, you know, partnering with us for some sweet merch and some sweet designs. And suddenly we are really a hotbed of sports design here. And it, no matter what some dude named, you know, Chris creamer thinks or whatever his name is, you know, <laughs> like
2: unfortunate of... name, unfortunate. <laughs> name. <laughs> like, so seriously, like go a different route and like make up a, f- a fake
1: name. You yeah. Know? Like, just get, make, change the spelling or something. But uh, like if your last I think name's that boner,
2: you know, just change it.
1: <laughs> and I, I think that like, if if we had some truly ugly shit uh the response to our to our merchandise would be would be much different than it is and i think people people get the logo they at least here they get the the fact that we're kind of an underground that we started as kind of an underground punk rock soccer movement and they accept it for what it is they're not like i said we're not a bunch of uh we're not a bunch of soccer geeks trying to trying to emulate some classical crest from mid Lothian middle (laughs) of nowhere, (laughs) you know? So go cream on that, man. Uh,
2: (laughs) My second, (laughs) Oh, my my favorite part about that was when we, we did have Trent on and the, the first, like he He read the hate mail, (laughs) he read the hate mail. And like the first thing was like, it has nothing to do with soccer. And he's like, you idiots turn it upside down. It's literally a five panel patch from a soccer ball. Like, don't be that dense. You
1: know, like come on. <laughs> right, it doesn't have to be some medieval coat of arms. Right. Uh so the second the second gift that I feel like we've given is a really a, a super fun game day experience that doesn't take itself too seriously. I mean, you know, you and you and I hang out over there in the shed on the mic and and we're kind of the where that starts and and you know, the the citizens is where it ends. But when it comes to like taunting players On the mic for fouls, calling out planes flying overhead, asking the citizens to participate, you know, and and pointing out people that they can start taunting, screaming about goal goals scored and 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 cards given out a Dixie Chicks national anthem. You know, it's all fun as hell. Uh, you know, from our perspective and from, from the game day perspective, then you get then you add in the food trucks and you add in the kind of like real loosey goosey environment where you can shoot the shit with the cop and you know, you've got the crazy methed out janitor. I mean, everything, <laughs> I think our game day experience is, is pretty awesome. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to, to where we can take it next year.
2: Well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that because, um, one of the things that kind of fell off my list, if we would have had four, I would have put it on was when, um, I watched the US Amateur Championships online at coming out of the Bavarian club and we went there. It was kind of like we brought the energy, you know, like they, you know, we had this notion of what a game day experience should be and then I'm watching online their game and they have like intro music and they have like an announcer that's like kind of into the game and they have you know like <laughs> they have all this stuff and you know we mentioned on the podcast that it's like man that's that that kind of looked for looked and sounded a little familiar and then I had a brief conversation with their coach and he's like because he, he listens to our podcast and I, I'm sure he'll be listening to this one too but he was like you're 100% right like we looked at what you guys did and we're like this is what we probably should be doing too and we're hosting this big national tournament let's elevate our game and they did mm-hmm. And, Good, you know, and I think the the other thing, like to mention too, is like the crow or the 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 Hell's Bells intro. Oh yeah, we 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 start that as a thing, you know, conceived out of the mind of Chairman Hudeman as like the ultimate way to begin a soccer game or even a, a, any sort of sporting match. And then we traveled to the Croatians who we we had our first experience with that, and they play it for us when we come out of the locker room. You know, it's that like, was
1: super cool. Yeah,
2: so it's like. It's catching on, and, uh, and I think everyone – we talked about it. Everyone shouldn't be boring and have this thing of perceived notion. Like, yeah, play the national anthem before the game, but maybe make it the Dixie Chicks, and then thank the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, have yeah, fun. Don't,
1: it's, not every game needs to – not every soccer game needs to be uh, – or local soccer game needs to sound like it's emceed by some guy at the VFW.
2: <laughs> Although that would be pretty
1: cool. I'll just some just some old man like I'm so tired. Give it up for the city. All right, all right. So (laughs) then, the third gift I think we've we've given is we've really given casual soccer fans or fans that are really only familiar with Minnesota United and how they do things a glimpse into how lower level soccer can be fun. It can be inclusive and it can be it can be sustainable. Like of of all the end of the season articles that that I read and that. That whether it's on the 5-1 or all these other, even like some of the some of the more national blogs, um, all of them just gushed about our open member communication, um, about our business model, about the marketing plan, really everything about us, and you know how how open we were about the the PL at the end of the year, um, and how we're really a, a model in so many ways for 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 the rest of the country as far as low, lower level soccer goes, and for us to be in the same conversation as teams like detroit or or teams like cincinnati after only one year is a really really good sign especially since our town rules and there's our true um american tire fires
2: (laughs) you know i i don't really know that i have a whole lot to add to that without just completely opening us up to hate mail um (laughs) which i'm okay with um but speaking of hate mail I'm sure we didn't cover some things that other people thought were gifts given or gifts received. So hit us up. You know, we um we're our, our lines of communication are open. What do you think was the the top three things that uh, that you're thankful for that, that were gifted by by City this year? So Steve is in the house and Nate isn't, so he can go suck it. Uh, Nate had to bow out from our uh, our regularly scheduled program here for a child's birthday party, which I hope is a party for his own child, and he isn't moonlighting as a party clown again. Nobody wants that, and nobody needs that. So like we said earlier, we are blessed to have number four on the pitch and number one in our hearts. Ian Smith uh, is on with us for our holiday episode. Ian, thank you very much for coming. How are things? Happy holidays. Well, hey, John. Hey Nate, from wherever you are. Um, At some weird kids party, maybe? <laughs> yeah, or is it? Wherever he is. Wherever he is, yeah.
3: Yeah. Hey everyone, um, happy to be here. Happy to ride the waves with you guys. So back
2: from school. Back from school. Just finished finals, so nice. How'd they go? Good. I think I did all right. Good. I mean, it, you I survived. You prepare, and I then. I didn't f- fail.
3: I didn't fail. You didn't so fail. That's good. I didn't fail. Yeah.
2: Well, I, you don't think a guy who fails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so Mr. Smith. You go by Steve to the city folks, even though your given name is Ian. Yes, Um, I prefer Steve. I think it's it's got more letters. Um, (laughs) But have your parents started to call you Steve yet? Absolutely not. (laughs) Do they even know that we call you Steve? Yes. Okay, that's that's good. What what do they? How do they feel about it? Um,
3: I think they don't really care. I think they think it's pretty funny that. A different entity, a group of people call me a completely different thing. I showed him the Steve picture you made for me the other day. Yeah. I sent it to him, and they thought it was really funny.
2: Nice. We, so that's good. Now they know what they're getting for Christmas. Just Steve shirts, hats. Them, watch out. <laughs> we're, we're creating this brand just, just for your brand. My parents. dad actually does want a t-shirt, so well, we, have to, we have to make that. I think we, can, we, we know the people who can do that. So tell the listeners how this nickname and the folklore that is Steve kind of started. I mean, I grew up
3: as a kid in Brazil in the favelas. And, like, you know, in Brazilian culture, everyone just has one name. You know, like, Caca, Ronaldinho, Pele. Pobinho, Pele. Yeah. Sting, <laughs> Prince. And, like, when you grow up, you know, they kind of characterize your name by how you play. Your playing style. And it's just boring Steve. So they just call me Steve. <laughs> Do the simple things well. Everyone
2: needs a Steve. Um, you know... No, I'm just kidding, but... You know, uh, I, I think... Uh, it, that's a very good take on it. That um, you're not boring, Steve. But there is a story behind it, and I'll kind of fill in the cracks here. Yeah. So, during the <laughs> trial period, we know you were kind of in and out of the DA, and yeah. like you were playing with us when you could. It was at we, my trial game, I think. Is yeah, game. and we we had you come in for a trial game, and so I'm sitting on the bench, and there was uh, a gentleman who is no longer with us, or really ever was, with, was us. with us, um, who was Somalian, and uh, Coach Kicker said, like, Ian, you know, go in for so-and-so, and we weren't really paying attention, because we were kind of, like, cracking jokes, and I was sitting on the bench, causing problems, as I usually do, and uh, I was like, are, are you going to go in? And you're like, yeah, like, where am I going? I was like, you're going for that guy, and you're like, well, what's his name? I was like, oh, it's Steve. <laughs> Clearly his name was, like... Not Steve. Actually, it was Muhammad. It was. Actually, I started calling you Muhammad. That didn't stick. <laughs> it didn't say Steve stick. stuck. Steve, up. it's so much easier than Muhammad, <laughs> right? Um, because you could actually be Steve. I'm a Steve. So I said, yeah, his name's Steve. And, you know, you looked at me and I were called like... called him off. Called him off. I was like, hey, Steve. <laughs> and the guy was about as confused as we were as to why he was even on trial with us. But, um... Steve stuck and Mohammed didn't. didn't so, um, so that's great. Um, but, anyways, uh, tell us about Green Bay Phoenix. Um, is it the, a specific phoenix that's only native to Wisconsin? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like well versed in like Phoenicians or phoenix in general. But
3: like, <laughs> I mean, the only other phoenix I know is Elon, so it's a pretty oh. unique mascot. I'd
2: yes, say. I mean it is a very unique mascot. But, um, you know. All joking aside, um, people might not know a lot about the program, so tell us a little bit about the, the program at University of Wisconsin, Green Bay, the Phoenix. The Phoenix. Um,
3: recently, the Phoenix have – this was our best season since 2011. We made the postseason, had a little Horizon League tournament run. Congratulations. As a freshman, kind of pretty cool to come in and do something you haven't done for five or six years. But before 2011, won the conference in 09. Went to the national tournament. That was a team of, like J.C. Banks and Tony Walls.
2: W- was Whitney on that team? I don't know. You'd have to ask him.
3: Might have been. But anyways. And then 2010, they got runner-up. And then 2011, they went to the semifinals. And then since then, there have been no tournament berths for the Phoenix until 2016 when the young boys came. When Steve got there. <laughs> it's like 12 freshmen or something. It was like 50% of our team was freshmen.
2: Really? So yeah. it a rebuilding process. Yeah, a
3: rebuilding process. And this was just year one.
2: Right, and um, and your coach, tell us a little about your coach.
3: Uh, coach is named Jeremy Bonomo. He, we got him from Cincinnati. He was the head assistant at Cincy. Okay. And then came to GB to get his first head coaching job. He's like your age, pretty. Right. So he's seasoned. Young. Yeah, he's, no, he's a young. Head seasoned coach. but young head, coach. Yeah, young head coach? Yeah, he's a young head coach, and he's ambitious, and he only wants the best for us, and we only want to do as best as we can as well. So it's a
2: good aspect. So has he built like a good culture of like a
3: yeah, lot of like minded I mean, guys? You'll ask the older guys.
2: You can ask Trey the
3: locker room for when he was a freshman to a senior. He says totally different. His freshman year, like guys wouldn't really talk to each other and such. And then our yeah. team, like before the game, we we're doing like the header garbage bin challenges. And uh-huh. like seniors are best friends with freshmen, and like it's just a really good. It was a good community. It was a good team, and I think that translated to the pitch because we played nice. We didn't start out great because we're a bunch of young guys. Yeah. By the end of the season, we really hit our stride. We were playing good football, and we really melded together as a team.
2: Right. I mean, I came to see you guys play against Valpo and and to see as many city guys on one pitch as possible. So we got to see you and Trey and and Matthew. Matthew ended up pulling out with injury. And at that time, Valpo was in first place in the Horizon League, Mm -hmm. right? And then you guys beat him on a wicked free kick. Yeah. It It wasn't yours, but... I
3: ta- I won a tackle. Yep. Then he took the ball and got fouled. So I'm going to say I started the goal. That was an assist.
2: Where I come from. <laughs> I think too is uh, you you uh, you chose not to take the kick, right? And you, of course, you let yeah. him take it. You're like, all right, I take them all. So I you... take everything else. You know. Yeah. yeah. Corners on the right side. I had to share for once and shares is, shares. Is, uh, Steve is a giver. So um, what's well, it's awesome that like your transition between. You know, where you were at this summer being a younger player coming out of high school and playing with men, and then going into Green Bay and being a, a, a large freshman class, but having like the veteran guys there and not a lot in between. So it was probably, um, you know, a good transition. So that kind of leads us to the next question. You know, you joined City as one of the youngest players and the youngest captain youngest of any, captain. any match, <laughs> which we found out earlier um, a few podcasts ago. Um, but, you know, you were one of the youngest players, and like Goose, you were able to kind of make an adult size impact right away, uh-huh. being a younger guy, especially when we kind of got down the stretch and, you know, minutes got a little, little greater. And kind of that transition period, I think, was Madison when you got to play the full 90 because yeah. we only had 11 guys. I think that was kind of like your, your coming out party as to, like, even though you're in high school, you can be, you can be trusted on the field yeah. and, um, and, and mix in well. But what about your playing style and your approach found you success with City this summer?
3: Well. I mean, my playing style, I would say, is like, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the strongest, everyone knows that. Um, I get a lot of shit for that on my college team for being the slowest. Um, <laughs> but I try and make that up in my head and like how I read the game, try and play intelligently. And when you move up from the DA level, which is high level, high as you can get when you're a high school age kid, mm-hmm. to moving to like a semi pro level at City, um, the game's even that much quicker. So being not fast and not that strong, I had start thinking that much quicker and thinking two, three steps ahead, always looking around, have my head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. And it helped me a lot because when I got to college, it didn't quite seem like
2: such a big transition because I had already had that transition period with City. Mm-hmm. So would you say that you were, um, you know, a, a little bit, you are mentally a little bit more prepared and physically more prepared than other guys that were coming in that were maybe just yeah. playing, you know, under 18 or 19 or whatever? Yeah, I would. I would say I came in very fit. Um, and I...
3: Yeah, it's like really fit, and I came in pretty sharp because I was playing, you know, day in day out with City and mm-hmm. good matches on the weekends and stuff like well, that. Well,
2: and you you play a, a similar position that you played with us yeah. in in college. I've never played anywhere else. <laughs> That's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Make a living where you can, right? Yeah, sit in the middle of the center circle and. Dish it out. <laughs> right. And go forward more. We've talked about this. Yeah. We, we need you to, saw me against Valpoi. I went forward yeah, more. Yeah. It, that's another um, kind of testament to my line of questioning here is that, you know, like, you came in and you had kind of a specific style that you played at MTA. The listeners of this podcast know from when we play, we've played against MTA that it's like, it's, some might find it boring soccer because it's very backwards and side yeah. to side. And, like, all of you guys that come out of the D, uh, the DA from MTA specifically, cool. like, very good touch, really smart soccer players, but the moving forward into the attack kind of lacks because it's a lot of don't lose the ball, keep it, when it's okay to take calculated risks. And it was great to see that, like, you've added that to your game, and it's something that I think you can build off of, mm-hmm. again, this summer with with City. Um, so, um, you know, we talked a little bit about it, but how playing for City, you know, made you better, specifically... Um, as far as like collegiate soccer like are like what were the differences between what you saw at the semi pro level i know it's probably faster and stronger but specifically around like Coming into camp and like the the type of players that you played with in camp and like what did you learn from those guys that you saw that were similar to college, and then maybe some differences that you saw from the summer to college. Well, some of the similarities would be
3: like those older guys that take you under the wing. Our seniors were kind of like your guys like Elder or mm-hmm. like Engel, those guys who took Andy. me under the wing, Andy, and really like taught me a lot Wex. about taught me a lot about football and taught a lot about like the I guess like the the little things, mm-hmm. the the minutia that you don't really like you can't fix with your touch or like. The, what are those called?
2: Intangibles. Intangibles, yes. yes,
3: that's the word. Those things, like those little leadership skills. And I learned those from my seniors at Green Bay, guys like Trey. We had a couple of seniors, a guy named Brandon, who I learned a lot from.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, those but, things that you, you can't, your coach can't teach you that. Those are things you learn from peers. Right. And so, from pl-
2: and just playing with them. I mean, they can tell you one thing, but actually, like seeing it done. Like the way
3: they conduct themselves on the pitch and their mannerisms. Like, there are a few times in games, like, I remember Drake, I the ref like talked to me and this guy cuz we were like jostling at the top of the box like if I could throw him and like right after that I went and, like committed a foul cuz I grabbed him and like pulled him down and my team teen- my senior's just like chewed me out for that
0: mm-hmm.
3: and it's there's, there's a teachable moment it's things that they're trying to teach me and like, things to learn and those right. are the things like the guys at city would do too if I like I remember there was one time I tried to slide tackle someone and then elder tells me to like stand my feet cuz got to need numbers back when we defend it was just those things that those older guys teach you that right. experience kids. Or
2: maybe, like, instinctually, like, at your level where you're playing with everyone your same age, like, that tackle might have been... Worked. It, it would have worked and it was smart, mm-hmm. but at a different level where it's speed and, and intelligence yeah. is higher and skill's higher, that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good to hear, you know, and it's kind of like a... We we interviewed Goose, who beat you in the fan poll. It's fine. I'm not mad about it. I know. It's okay. I, I you're, you're not mad. You're disappointed. Just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> um, but Steve, Steve always takes second fiddle. I guess it's okay. Just just wait in the wings. Just your position specifically. I let my feet do the talking. Right. Quiet <laughs> feet. <laughs> but your specific position on the field is one that I played too. And like your uh-huh. best games, like no one really notices what you're doing. If, if people notice what you're doing, you're probably doing it wrong. Unless you score a goal. Yeah. Of course. Yeah or you like make some like incredible move yeah. but they're probably going to forget that later when someone else scores a goal or you concede a goal uh-huh. and if you're involved in conceding that goal then the finger points to you yeah. and then you have attention again so you're right mm-hmm. like it goes back and forth as far as like the highs and lows and you want to kind stay. of a
3: thankless job
2: yeah absolutely totally and you take a big pounding in there mm-hmm. because you are and you're a, a slighter individual <laughs> but you play bigger than you are because you have to yeah. especially in that role mm-hmm. you you have to set the precedent physically or people think they can push yeah. push you over i'm sure you probably saw that in college too absolutely, probably in yeah. uh, uh, tell us a little bit about training camp like what what was the what were the, the kind of tough things that you, you ran into in training camp? I, I didn't have too many, like, issues in
3: training camps in terms of, like, getting, like,
2: murdered when I was on the ball.
3: Because <laughs> I, I knew right away that it was going to be fast and these guys are going to come out to get you. Mm-hmm. And that nice base I had from Thunder of thinking quickly and moving off the ball, mm-hmm. that helped me a lot in camp, actually, because I didn't end up getting in too many, like, physical confrontations. Mm-hmm. I try not to, like, fight a lot when I play in terms of like tackling and getting destroyed, because I'm not going to win many 50-50s. Mm-hmm. So and that was mostly it. Yeah, I didn't have too many like eye-opening moments. That's good. That's good to yeah. hear. And I it's, had other people on my team did, and I learned from that, so I didn't do it myself. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Teachable moments all over all the round. Yeah. yeah. So um, when you went off to Green Bay, you were in a unique position you know coming in as a freshman and, and you'd already played as a holding midfielder at at our level yeah um in front of your teammate Trey yeah how did that experience this summer kind of translate um with your you know with your partnership with Trey and, mm-hmm. and help break you maybe into the team and find success did, did that help at all I mean yeah Trey's one of my one of my good friends on campus in terms of
3: like older guys mm-hmm. he really shoved me the ropes I guess and playing in front of him over the summer we got familiar with each other and then the season when I would play in front of him you know he could joystick me tell me where to go who to pick up mm-hmm. where to be and like he's someone i always listen to like you know you hear guys certain voices on the field and you kind of ignore them right Duncan <clears throat> Girth <laughs> and, <then>,
0: uh,
3: <laughs> and then there would be guys Like Trey Who if he says something He doesn't say too much But when he says something You know it really means something You probably should go do it Yeah you should do it Because the guy knows What he's talking about Right
2: And he sees what you don't see Yeah
3: exactly mm-hmm. So yeah I think Playing at City with him Really helped a lot Because then he also told The older guys Who he's friends with Like yeah this guy's legit He's a pretty good player mm-hmm. And it Kind of gave me
2: Kind of an inroad An
3: inroad I guess So do you think that helped Getting more playing time I don't want to say that Because I think Ultimately I trained hard and I worked hard and I think I deserved right. the minutes I got, but
2: yeah, I think anything helps. It probably doesn't hurt when your captain says, Yeah. This guy's legit and he's and he's new mm-hmm. and you can see by the work he's done and his you know, the phys- the physical fitness he's put into getting yeah. prepared for this, he has all that, but I trust him. <laughs> yeah. Because i I know him. That's a lot. Versus some other guy coming in and he makes one mistake. You might have a little bit longer of a leash, right? Because exactly. he trusts you. Um, so the last question I have before we get into the infamous speed round, which I don't know if you're ready for it. Uh, I don't think I am. <laughs> is, um, you know, what what did you tell the guys that you came in to Green uh-huh. Bay with about what you did last summer?
3: I just told them I played at a semi-pro level, a team called Minneapolis City, played in the PLA, similar to that of like an NPSL or a PDL. Mm-hmm. Um, played with Trey. And I think once I say, yeah, I played with Trey, he's our captain, then I'll be like, oh, okay, that's legit. Right. I think so that, yet again, Trey's helping me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just told him it was, it was a great time. Run by good people, supported by good people, support our own, doing it the right way.
2: Perfect. That's, that's all the good things are All the hear. good things. Um, what would you, you know, this is kind of a a 1B to that question, what would you tell a guy in the DA who might uh, might be in a situation where that season's going to end and, and about what we can offer someone in that position that we offered you? Playing
3: with experienced players. I mean, you go from being the oldest. I thought it was, thought it was the shit at MTM when I was an 18 because I was the oldest and I was one of the better players. You know, I mm-hmm. you think you're pretty good. You start all the time. And then I came to a place like City and you're not anymore. Right. And that's something really valuable that you need to learn kind of like get back on the pecking order and dig your feet in to start working again. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's the kind of experience you don't get at the DA when you're a senior. Mm-hmm. So for someone going into college, that's really helpful.
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, from my perspective, we we talked previously in the episode about the gifts that we gave as an yeah. uh, organization, and I talked about the players. Yeah, Because we not only gave the gift of someone like an Elder or a Wexler or an Andy, that, uh, that, that high level that they maybe thought had passed or wasn't attainable, we offered it to them. And then from a guy in your perspective or anyone coming back from college, it was that opportunity to continue to be at a level where you can tell your coaches, you can tell your teammates, this is like helping me and look at me coming in as a freshman or look at me coming back as a sophomore or a junior and look at the jump I made because I was playing at a level that might in some times uh-huh. be higher than what we are and I learned all this stuff yeah. and I think that it's it's a valuable case study for us because we're in a, a pretty rich market for soccer absolutely and um, there we built the team as our gift yeah. for you guys to have that and for the next crop of people to come up and use it as a springboard to what's the next thing for you. I mean, your gift that you made is a gift to us, too. Right. It's everyone's gift. Right. It's soccer. It's soccer. Soccer's a gift. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> Soccer's a gift. Um, we we <laughs> talked about that, too, already. The soccer Yoda with his positive soccer <laughs> feedback. His one liners. His one liners are incredible. But I think, too, that, um, you know, I, I always want to like hammer home that we bring you guys yeah. in and we, we afford you this opportunity that we love to be part of, but it's also not going to hold you back from going to the next level. And we're doing everything we can to help you get to that next level, whether it's with advice on how to even start to think about playing at a higher level, or in in some cases, you know, is the school I'm at the right school? Am I playing? You know, like just personal advice that we're, we're offering because we have that, that, encyclopedia of soccer knowledge yeah. within the, the community we brought together. It might not be me having experience that tells you, um, you know, I might have that cause we play a similar position are yeah. s- similar body types. Yeah. Um, you, <laughs> I got, I, I got a few more pounds on you right now, but you know, I'm working it off. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get, get fit again. Yeah. But you know, it's like someone like Jeremy can say, I'm a college coach. I might be at a division three level, but if you want to play college soccer at the higher level, he played it at Clemson. The he can highest off- level. He can yeah. offer you one thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, the players, you know. So it, it's um, it's really interesting, and I really like to hear that because I'm talking to some high school players about what they want to do next, and they're they're good players, and we don't have a lot of spots open on City anymore because we're having we're afforded the awesome opportunity to have a lot of guys come back, and and you know, telling a high school kid like this is valuable for you. You will not find this anywhere else. So knowing that guys like you and Goose. Specifically, the two younger guys that played the most. Um, you know, you you're the case study. You're yeah. you're not only the first captain. You're one of the first case studies. <laughs> Youngest captain. Youngest captain. Did it here first. Heard it. Yeah, wore the patented Stegman armband. Okay, so fell off my arm. It did. You it hit, the wasn't big hit the weight room a little bit. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get we'll get uh, child sizes for for next time. I'm not that small anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're lifting weights every day. And 19 now, a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're able to vote and buy lottery tickets. <laughs> buy cigarettes. <laughs> buy cigarettes. <laughs> but uh, we don't condone that, kids. Not so. at all. So close your ears. Um, all right. So that's all we have. Um, now on to the infamous speed oh round. Here Here okay. Go. uh Here's how it works. Ten questions. Um, you have to answer the question before you go to the next one. Okay. Uh, I will wait you out. I'm a very patient individual. <laughs> um, first thing that comes to your mind, and then we'll move on. I will have to uh, also put the caveat out there that um, eight of the ten questions were written by Nate before he went to some <laughs> child's birthday party, and I have two. So we'll go through them, okay? and then you have to pick out which two you think were mine. All right. We're making Kinda, a game,
3: two games out of it. Kind
2: of an 11th speed round question. I like that. All right. So uh, as I offer everyone, do you need to stretch? Is there anything you need to prepare? Some water? you need to go to the bathroom? I meditated before I came home, Okay. so I'm good. 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 All right. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, number one. Name three famous Steves go. Steven Jared. Okay. Uh, can I call Steve Nash? Yep. Okay. Um, Steve Buscemi? Okay, there we go. That's three. All right, three. Uh, what member of the Avengers would you be? The Avengers? Clearly uh, a hate question. He's such a nerd. Such a nerd. I um, not really you're familiar
3: with too many <laughs> Avengers. I'm going to say like... Captain
2: America? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be Captain America. Because you were the youngest captain of, of City. City. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're Captain City instead of Captain America. <laughs> I mean, start out slow, then grow up to Captain America. I think America. Elder would like to be
3: Captain <laughs> City. But... Yeah.
2: yeah. He's, uh, yeah. yeah. He is yeah. Captain City. He is Captain I'm City. Not. Um, technically, Trey was Captain City. Now, yes. Elder's Captain City. So, um, anyways, number three. Let's talk midfield. Uh, Scholes or Cesc Fabregas? Scholes. Okay. Uh, Pogba or Vidal. Vidal. gets over everyone. Um, <laughs> okay, so gets over all of them. All right, Absolutely. I was going to ask, Skulls over Vidal. Skulls. <sighs> Vidal's, Skulls. Vidal's a destroyer. Yeah. I'm not a destroyer. I'm more of a Skulls. Skulls is still a destroyer, too, man. He's my guy. It's a so different sort of destroyer. destroyer. It's a 5'9 destroyer. All right, so, um, again, you can probably guess who the question this is. Um, do you watch Steven Universe... My brother does. Uh, and if so, what's your favorite crystal gem? <laughs> My brother
3: watches Steven Universe. Okay. But I do not. Does
2: he have a famous uh, crystal gem? You ever pick me to up call any? You and ask? <laughs> uh, no, there's no phone a friend. So, so I
3: can't do that. So uh, I have no idea. So
2: what, uh, what type of gem would you prefer? If we're talking geology. Yet again, I'm not,
3: not well versed in gems, nor am I a big fan of gems.
2: Um, so just think of a stone, just a- any answer maybe that. You know, like maybe like uh, what is what is a what does a clam produce? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, I could say like say like rhinestone or
3: something. There That's you go, rhinestone. There,
2: there you go. <laughs> Alright, rhinestone, favorite I don't gem. Care. <laughs> uh, we would have also accepted amethyst uh-huh. uh, garnet, lapis. Paradot or Pearl? That's where I was going. Pearl. Totally know what those are. Yep, yep. So clearly not my question. No. Um, who's the player you watch and think I'm going to try to play like that guy? We already talked about Busquets, but maybe uh-huh. who's another one? And maybe not even Skulls. So is there um, someone like, like, um, you know, is it, uh, is it Ben Wexler? <laughs> uh, you know. I mean- I
3: I get a lot of shit from my teammates also because I watch a ton of YouTube videos on players like their touch by touch videos and the two guys i probably watch the most, three guys I watch the most are like Busquets, Xavi, and Xavi Alonso. So those three. But if I'm talking city players, uh, I wish I wish I played like Ben Wexler.
2: Wexler is pulse the strings. He's just a unique a unique player. Okay, so. Um, who did okay? This leads into the next question. Who did you play with this summer that really impressed you? Maybe you talked about Wexler. Maybe let's uh-huh. move to a different one. Really impressed me.
3: Um, I don't even really play them, but Sam Forsgren's a baller. I played him at MTA. He was a bit older than me. Nate Engel, I didn't know too much about him, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a really good center back. He impressed me a lot. Um, so did Elder. Mm-hmm. Goalkeeper,
2: fabulous goalkeeper. Well, I only asked for one, but we got three. I couldn't choose. This episode is really groups of three, and you're just coming in, so you don't really know (laughs) that. You'll hear about it. It'll make sense later. Um, Would you rather reverse one decision you make every day or be able to stop time for 10 seconds a day? (laughs) And Um, why? Can you repeat it? Would you rather reverse one decision you make every day or be able to stop time for 10 seconds once a day? Reverse the decision? Yeah. Why would you Why you can do dumb shit every now and then and then reverse it and then not do it anymore? Perfect. That's, that's all it is. Okay. So you probably don't know this, but better Steve Martin movie. The Jerk, Three Amigos, or the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Dirty Rotten Scoundrels because it's the only one I've seen. Perfect. <laughs> I actually inserted that one. That's why I like you, Steve. Um, best soccer moment. Best soccer moment.
3: Yeah. Captain Inc. City.
2: Captaining, (laughs) city. well, uh, okay, that's perfect. Um, Who are you most, number 10, who are you most looking forward to playing with this coming summer? Like the new guys? Just anyone. Um,
3: I'd say Whitney, because you hear a lot about the guy all over Twitter, and Mm -hmm. obviously he did well in the Open
2: Cup, so it'd be pretty fun to play with him. Pretty easy for a guy like you to send a long ball ball to (laughs) space, and he'll go get it. Probably do something with it. Right, yeah. (laughs) All right, so out of those questions, any of the two that stick stick out in your mind? I know which one's Nate wrote. Yeah, but the two that (laughs) you think I wrote. The two questions you picked out,
3: I would say you love school, so I'm going to say let's talk midfield, school, Sess, Pogba, Vidal, and best soccer moment.
2: Okay. I actually, um, surprisingly had the Steven universe. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I had the would you rather cause that's kind of my thing. And then yes, best soccer moment, but the schools one, I had a little influence in that. Uh, he had a, assuming
3: you had, he had a different player
2: now. in there. So I was like, whatever. Who was I? Um, I forget a lot of things going on in city headquarters today. Not important. Not important. All right. So that's all we have today. Um, awesome thank you so much for coming in i know you're back home it's probably good to be back home a little bit but appreciate you coming in i'm really looking forward to you another year at city and hope that we continue to help you grow that next step this summer yeah thanks it was, it was great to come in the airwaves for a bit
3: talk to talk to johnny <laughs> yeah and, um, i'm really glad to be home excited to go back and play with city this summer and see where the, that takes me yeah we'll be training in a couple weeks yeah i'm excited
2: like less well A week and a half. Strap the boots on and play some football. Maybe I'll bring some shoes and play. Don't. (laughs) I'm just going to do it now because he said so. (laughs) So that's about all we have for today. Um, Covered a lot. Um, But hey, it's holiday season. And what better excuse than gathering around a crackling fireplace with your loved ones, thinking about which gifts you are immediately going to exchange when you get home. Um, And (laughs) and you want to partner that joy with some wonderful summer winter, winter ale. (laughs) Suck down a few of those dogs and elevate your holiday cheer. Um, Available at your local liquor store, so go down, grab a 12-er or more. Seriously, buy some more and enjoy your time off of work. Memberships for 2017 are now on sale. I can't think of any better Christmas gift – you can still get them yeah. even, uh, even though Christmas is just right around the corner. So don't be a dummy and forget uh, to get yours before the price goes up at the stroke of the new year. 50 bones gets you a season pass, a fancy loom membership card, which you get to keep, which is pretty sweet um, as well as um, the new membership scarf and the opportunity to make what we've created your own. And of course, so, so, so much soccer uh, this summer. And don't forget if you're trying to balance your books, I'm looking for a few more places to toss some of that sweet tax-deductible charitable donation money. Consider Minneapolis City. We're a five hundred one c three charity that does good on and off the pitch.
1: Hey, and uh, John, I have I have one one request for the listeners before we get into what our emails are and our Twitter, uh, and just so you know, this will be, of course, our last show of the year, and so we won't be talking to them until next year. And I want to hear just like you asked for some of their uh, some of their gifts that they've been happy to give or that they feel that Minneapolis city has given and they've, or they've been happy to receive. What are, I want to know what the listeners are uh, new year's resolutions are for soccer, whether it's getting involved, more involved with city, whether it's what they'd like to see city do or what they would like to do uh, to get, to get more involved with city. I think uh, we'd love to hear more from the listeners about, about their soccer resolutions for 2017.
2: Absolutely. And if you do want to get a hold of us, you can always do so through email at podcast at gmail.com. Probably the, the number one pipeline there. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter uh, with the club at MPLSCitySC. You can find myself j- at Johnny Business. That's two N's, two Z's, two S's. Or you can hit Nate up at Mexinate. I know he uh, got that tweet deck open often, so might as well, <laughs> might as well fill it up. Um, I'm a
1: writer, so I'm at my desk a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that's all for this week, folks, um, and the year. We'll be Woo. back in 2017 with way more city sauce for your soccer sandwiches. So don't miss us too much, <laughs> and we promise to be back and semi better than ever. Um, I'm John. Hey, I'm Nate. And it is freezing outside, and there's snow on the ground, so how could we not leave you with the little Go Get Him Tiger singing about a nice Minnesota winter? Enjoy the holidays, folks. See
1: you next year. Feliz
2: Navidad. <laughs>